Notice I said giving and receiving. Both are doing the right thing. This is the playbook. I'm going to give a quick training on something that people have difficulty with, the oneness of giving and receiving. We do have a 14-day gratitude challenge, so please join me on that. And if you complete it, you get the Dave Meltzer Care Package, the books, guides, exercises. I'll sign a book, send it to you, even pay for the book and shipping. Don't worry. 14-day gratitude challenge. Uh, my bio, david at dmeltzer.com. David at dmeltzer.com. It'll be in the notes. Please give me your questions. We'll have a giving worksheet as well. And, uh, you know, let's get started. So, um, First thing to know about giving is it is the most viral of all energies. Forget the coronavirus. This thing is amazing uh, and it only heals. It does no damage. Uh, see, when you give, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins are released in your system and it makes you happy. It's an automatic uh, connection, reconciliation of the embodiment and the higher spirit. That's why you get the gift of dope, of the dopamine dose of, of God, right? Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin uh, wants to reward you uh, for giving. But the interesting thing is the same exact thing happens uh, when you receive something, right? Once again, you get the gift of God uh, into the embodiment, into your body called the dose of happiness. Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins are released. So those who give and receive both receive the godly gift of dose. And then the most remarkable thing and why it's the most viral thing, you can wear a hazmat suit and you know any type of, you could have a suit of armor, it wouldn't matter. If you witness giving, the same dose is given you from God, given from a higher source, whatever you believe in, that is a signal that you're doing the right thing. Notice I said giving and receiving, both are doing the right thing. And, you know, I've been blessed to live in all three worlds uh, that exist. And my relationship to giving and receiving uh, has changed throughout those worlds. And as I give more and more and receive more and more, uh, my understanding of that relationship has also expanded. And so the first world is the world I was born into, the world of not enough, with my single mom, six kids, a woman who you know, had given her life away, uh, taught me appreciation in the world of not enough, appreciation of everything that I had, that perspective uh, that I would appreciate everything I have, which actually allowed me to expand what I had. Because when we appreciate things, it adds value to it. So in the world of not enough, appreciation is critical, uh, but I also uh, acknowledged what I had. So everything I had was either given away taken away, stolen away, or lost. All three have the same effect called acknowledgement. When things are given away, taken away, manipulated away, stolen away, or just you know lost, we get to acknowledge what we have. So we add value by appreciating acknowledgement, acquiring the knowledge of what I have only happens when it is given away or taken away. And we could have the same reward either way when you have unconditional uh, abundance in your life when you do live in, in a different world but the world of not enough uh, we only see it as giving not taking manipulating or losing those things make us feel worse um, the hardest part 
uh, I think in living in the world of not enough, the scarce world is that we are afraid to receive. We feel bad, inadequate, separate, inferior when we receive. And we see that uh, in the exercise that I did at my office where everybody goes out where people are, they, they, they don't want the, the gifts. They, they initially, they feel bad about needing help. Um, you know, I've been asked many times uh, when I go to New York, I started uh, with $2 bills. Now I give $100 bills when I walk around New York. And uh, one of uh, the mentees at the meetup said, Dave, isn't that counterproductive and intuitive of empowering people? You're entitling them. Look, in the, if someone's living in the world of not enough, you, you, you can't give them a book. I mean, you can, but it's not going to have the same impact if you're living on the streets of New York. Maybe you have, you know, mental illness or, or other challenges. Sometimes you just need money. You need food, a blanket. You, you need something, an acknowledgement for you uh, that people care. That's why I look people in the eye or have my children look them in the eye and say, God bless you and hand it to them. And I think the acknowledgement is worth more than the money uh, when, when we do that. And so don't be afraid to give to those who are living in the world of not enough. Make them feel good about receiving because the more they receive, trust me, the more opportunities and options they'll have. And it's amazing because I had nothing and I felt bad about receiving. I felt bad about asking. Remember, the superpower is asking. We are given a co-creation uh, certificate when we're born. And in order to effectuate that co-creation certificate, we have to ask in person, on the phone, via email, and social media. We need to ask. And we won't ask if we feel bad about receiving. So you need to change your relationship if you're living in this world of not enough and you need to ask for more. You, you need to. Now, one of the things uh, that I looked upon, even as I entered other worlds of more abundant worlds than the world of not enough, um, was that not only did I have to get over uh, the fear of receiving, the inadequacy of receiving, the separation of receiving, but also of asking. You know, I have left millions and millions of dollars on the table. Uh, and I know that because I'm making it now utilizing what I call an overlap agreement. It's a memorialization of a relationship of how I could be of service or value to people and how they can be of service or value to me. Um, and so, you know, it's so critical uh, for me to memorialize. It's a you know, non-binding agreement. It's not about trust. It's about memory, remembering, reminding, and recollecting who is in my sphere of influence and who I've made promises or representations to help and who can help me. And so whether it be, you know, the barber that I use, the dentist that I use, the dermatologist that I use, or a multi-million dollar real estate person, uh, I codify, memorialize through an overlap agreement. And I'm happy to send you this template as well. Uh, and I ask, I'm not afraid of receiving. I ask, how can I be of service or value? And do you know anyone that could help me? And whatever relationship or, uh, uh, type of opportunities that exist, I codify them. It's a digital document so I can search them. So if I put in dentist, it's going to bring in my dentist who promised me a hundred dollar credit for anybody I refer to him. And he gets 20% uh, for anybody he refers to me for speaking engagements, coaching, whatever it may be. Uh, and I'm more than happy to do that. But 
More importantly, we got to get out of the world of not enough, utilize the overlap agreement. Uh, once again, get my, my contacts are right here, david at dmeltzer.com. Uh, it's changed my life. Just think about how many times you've helped people and because you didn't ask, you left money on the table, you left opportunity on the table because you did not ask for how you could be of service and how you can be helped as well. So those are all things uh, in the world of not enough. I think the bigger challenge in the world of not enough is not appreciation because usually people who have not enough appreciate everything they have more than those that live in the other worlds. Acknowledgement is something that is a, a binary type of opportunity that most people that live in the world of not enough, uh, they acknowledge uh, what they have by giving it away, but they haven't reached the stage where they can acknowledge uh, when things are taken away, manipulated away, lost, and the lessons that come with it. That acquiring the knowledge of the lessons is more important than the loss. You don't know what you have until it's given away or taken away or stolen. Uh, it doesn't matter, manipulated away. Uh, all are a benefit to you as long as you, which is the most difficult thing in the world of not enough, is ask. Ask for more in person on the phone via email. Now remember, load up the questions for me. Uh, go ahead, put them into the chat. Clubhouse, get ready as well. So the second world uh, in the world of <coughs> abundance and giving is a world of just enough. Uh, it is also a scarce world, but it's a, a, a world where we're negotiating and calculating. Uh, it's a very calculated model, the world of, of just enough when it comes to giving. Uh, it's a trade, right? I, I, I'll give to receive. Uh, everything's for me. You know, in the world, not enough, it's to me like a victim. That's why we feel bad about receiving because we're victims. Here, it's for me. And we will receive, but we feel as if in order to receive, we can't receive unconditionally or give unconditionally. There has to be some calculated business or personal thing. You know, it's amazing during Christmas uh, or holiday season, how many people say, well, you know, should I give that person? They didn't give me this. Or, you know, <clears throat> one of my siblings is, is classic, right? They almost want to be exact on giving. You know, oh, if you give me this, then I'll give you this. You know, it's all a trade or negotiation. It's calculated. It's scarce. And although uh, we're a step above you know, being separate, inferior from receiving here. Now we still are afraid to receive because we can't give or receive unconditionally. <laughs> Tiger Woods. Yeah. Welcome. That's amazing. <laughs> Kevin. All right. Um, David at dmeltzer.com. Uh, you live in this world of just enough. And so everything's a competition, a comparison, which robs your joy during what should be the joyous season, the holidays. Uh, we're calculating who to give to, how much to give to, and everything becomes an exhaustion and interference. Uh, in the world of just enough, uh, we, we have to understand and learn that we can't buy things uh, to impress people, to trade with people. We can't give to charity with an expectation of you know, recognition and acknowledgement. We only acknowledgement that we get is by giving it away or losing it or having it stolen or having it manipulated from us. That's how we acquire the knowledge. When you do not have what you used to have, 
that's what we acquired now. And appreciation, of course, with gratitude, everything adds value, but we have to acknowledge, then we have to ask without conditions or judgments. We have to ask unconditionally. Um, and in order to do that, it, it's a, it's really interesting. I tell the story about uh, living in a world where money buys love or happiness. So love and happiness is a negotiation or a trade for many of us. We give the gifts uh, to our kids thinking they'll love us more. We're disappointed if we can't give the kids what they want for Christmas or, or the holidays. That's living in the world of just enough. Uh, you know, this appreciation, acknowledgement, and ask formula to receive the gift of the higher source of God, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, Joseph Smith, we have to give unconditionally. And when we do, when we give, receive, and witness that, the dose will be given to you. <clears throat> Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, a natural healer, a natural way of feeling good and being happy. <clears throat> now, the last world in which we live in is the world of more than enough. Now, the world of more than enough is an abundant, overwhelming world. Uh, it, it's an amazing world. So many people today uh, with the non-viral virus comparatively to, to giving, uh, they feel overwhelmed. We feel overwhelmed. I tell you all the time, feeling overwhelmed is proof you're living in abundance. Now take advantage of it. <clears throat> Learn to prioritize. See, prioritization is the antidote to procrastination and being overwhelmed. When you know how to prioritize, you feel blessed for having too many options because there isn't too many options. You have more than enough. That's what it is. And I want everybody to live in the world of more than enough where they can appreciate everything they have through prioritization, acknowledge it, whether it's lost, stolen, given, or whatever, as long as it's acknowledged, acquiring the knowledge of what you have, then ask for more. Because when you appreciate it, it expands. When you acknowledge it, it empties it. And when you ask, it fills the bigger portion. And you know, I'll take uh, my mom for an example. Uh, when uh, I lost everything, one of the hardest things for me, I lost over $100 million, uh, was to go and knock on my mom's door and tell her that not only I had lost everything, but I had forgotten or didn't know to take my mom's house out of my name. Uh, and I lost that. So I had to go tell her uh, that I had lost everything. And at that time, my ego uh, would have been <laughs> one in which I may have not been in existence. If you told me, you know, years later, 16 years later, that I would tell everyone that I lost everything. Uh, but at that time, uh, I was not in the world of more than enough. And I, I was extremely uh, insecure and embarrassed, but I had to tell my mom. And uh, not only did I have to tell her I was bankrupt, which was in my mind humiliating at the time, but more importantly, I had to tell her she was moving, that I'd lost her house and I had to find a different place for her to live. And so when I knocked on that door, I thought to myself, oh, this is going to be like Sanford and Son, right? Elizabeth, I'm coming. She's going to drop and that's going to be it. And, you know, in my mind, in this world of just enough money buys love and happiness, everything's a competition and comparison. I competed with my siblings and I thought, oh, I mean, all these horrible things went through my mind. And when I told her without a tear, without her, anything other than unconditional love, she said to me, 
Are you okay? Do you need anything? Do you need some money? I said, mom, I don't think you heard me. I lost everything and you need to move out of your house. I lost your house. I heard you. Are you okay? Do you need anything? And at that time, I realized, although I thought I had so much more than my mom in the world of just enough, that my mom had figured out how to live in the world of more than enough. The unconditional love and giving and receiving and witnessing that occurred from that moment led me to reevaluate a paradigm that money does not buy love or happiness. Money does not buy love or happiness, but it does allow you to shop. I never could reconcile the importance of money until I realized it was a currency. It was an object of energy that I put into the flow to get what I wanted. And there was more than enough of that energy as long as I could give and receive. The more I receive, the more I could give. Therefore, money, the currency of money, allows me to shop. And I needed to learn to shop not only for the right things, but for the right reasons. So although I had a Ferrari, that was the wrong reason because I wanted to impress people with the Ferrari. I wanted to feel as if my mom would be proud of me and other people would be proud and want to do business with me. Uh, but the opposite was true. Most people just thought I was an a-hole and I'd spent more time and more money taking care of the car than I took care of myself, uh, which had to change. My priorities were all messed up. But if the reason that you bought your Ferrari is so that when kids come up to you and say, hey, are you an athlete or are you a rap star? You say, no, I read books and teach people. There's a great reason to own a Ferrari. There's a great reason. And if we shop for the right things for the right reasons, we can live in the world of abundance, the reconciliation of the giving and receiving and witnessing, the reconciliation of the embodiment with its dose, the gift from God, from giving, receiving, and witnessing in a world of more than enough of everything for everyone. That's the idea of the overlap agreement. That's the idea of giving and receiving. Now, I want you to think about being able to, during the holidays, not live in a world of scarcity. And if you're living in that world, it's okay to receive. You, you need to ask. Ask for what you want. Ask from what you want, right? The whole premise of everything I teach is that there's something bigger than us that loves us more than our own parents love us or we love us more than we love our own children. So why not ask? Ask in person on the phone via email. Ask the universe for what you want and clear any interference that you may have to receiving. Don't give in a world of just enough as a negotiation or a trade. Don't count. Don't count other people's money or other people's gifts. Don't calculate whether you should give somebody a card or a gift because they gave you one or they're going to give you one or you're worried about it and then you worry about the amounts. Don't do it. Live in the world of more than enough. Know that you appreciate what you have, acknowledge it, and then ask for more. That's the abundant world. See, what happened to my mom, and I'm going to finish up on this, so make sure you put plenty of questions uh, in there for us. Uh, but what happened to my mom is really interesting because my mom lives in a world of not enough. Uh, grew up, her, you know, 
parents were in the depression. She grew up, you know, with this energy of not enough. And she appreciated everything she had. She appreciated, and she gave all of it away, no problem. But she couldn't receive. She felt bad about receiving, asking, all of this. So what happens? You appreciate what you have, you expand it. She acknowledges it by giving away to her six children who all are purposeful, passionate, and profitable. She gave away to her schools that she worked with, her community, the Sunday schools. She gave away everything, not just her money, but her health. She didn't prioritize herself. So at 80 years old, where's my mom today? She appreciated everything. She gave it all away, but slowly, surely, without asking for more, it dissipates, dissolves, and she gives away her health and her happiness and her wealth. Now the exact opposite of what she wants in her life is occurring. What is that? That she's relying on the people that she wanted to help the most, which they don't mind. But I know my mom had such a great capacity and she does. She's such a powerful woman that if she just would have asked, she's been living in the world of not enough for far too long. So many of us live in the world of just enough, which becomes quite apparent during the holidays of trading, negotiating, worrying about what to give, what not to give, how much to give, what not to give, et cetera. You know, it's amazing how much time, energy, emotion, value is wasted. I want everyone to spread the greatest virus ever created, happiness. And the vehicle that we use to distribute happiness is called unconditional giving, receiving, and witnessing. Remember, there's no hazmat suit, no mask, nothing that can stop happiness. It doesn't matter. When you give, happiness happens. When you receive, happiness happens both in the spiritual, emotional, and physical realm. We get a dose of, of reward, of encouragement, of confirmation from the higher source every time we give and receive. But what makes it so amazing is when you witness giving, the same exact thing occurs. It doesn't matter. The most viral of all things, giving, receiving, and witnessing. I want everyone to be happy during the holidays. I want you to have the right attitude and perspective. Please join me for the 14-day gratitude challenge. I have a giving worksheet for you. Please put your Q&A in here. We got tons of questions coming in, so I appreciate that. I want to thank everyone. Email me, david at dmelzer.com, if you want either uh, the overlap agreement, if you want the giving worksheet, or the 14-day gratitude challenge. It's simply david at dmelzer.com.